Kia and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Extra Trials Football Podcast, the home of alternative football. This is the second of our previews for the upcoming Euros. Today, we're focusing on England. Joining me on the pod all the way from the second city, it's Lyle, the Perth Goodest Stewart. How's it going, buddy? England, 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 <laughs> England, England, England. Eddie, how are we? Yes, it's happening. Mate. It's coming this 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 Friday. Euros is kicking off. It's all happening, mate. It's all getting excitable. Um, I can't wait. Is it coming home? Don't know about that one. I, I don't think I, I, I'll. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't want to make myself um, into the next uh, Ryan Ryan Wilson. Do you know what I mean? So um, you know, let's just uh, let's just play it cool, man. Let's play it cool. But um, I think England's got an amazing chance this 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 Euros. Um, you know, as good as they're ever going to get it on on home soil. So um, yeah, I mean, let's let's watch and wait. Let's see the background there and let's see what the shirt you're wearing. Look at that. We've got the boys from uh, the boys from 66, the only time we've ever won any kind of trophy in, in football. So, uh, you know, <laughs> it's been a long time, but obviously at least we have something to shout about. And then, um, yeah, I've got this little number. So this is the uh, this is the training kit. Um, so it's like their warm up, warm up kit sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, red number. Quite nice, actually. I like the collar. And then um, obviously you, you can't really see it, but... Um, like they've got all this sort of uh, on the shirt, they've got like you know the crest and all of these sort of things sort of embroidered into the body down there, which is uh, which is quite nice. So yeah, snazzy little number, snazzy little number. You're not a big fan of the the home and away shirt this season. No, mate. We've again before the Euros ain't even started, and we scored our own goal there, haven't we? So uh, the uh, home shirt looks awful, and the uh, away shirt I can't really work out what we're trying to do there. So um, yeah, no, looks looks absolutely horrendous. The away away kit, mate. Um, you know, I think it's. Um, I, I get it though. I, I do understand because um, I do understand because uh, obviously. Um, you know, they want to do something different. Last tournament, we did the traditional uh, white home kit and the, the red away. Um, yeah. So, obviously, yeah, the, the sponsors will want to mix it up. But, um, yeah, I don't think they've got it right. I remember the uh, the 2018 World Cup. They had the, the training shirt. Remember that one? It had like a – it was sort of like the Admiral – um, 1982. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Correct. Yeah. It was. It basically was like a white white training kit, and then had the blue, um, like a blue stripe across the across the mm. top. That was quite popular, actually. Well, okay. So you're not happy with the kits, but are you are you happy with uh, the squad that South um, Yes and no. Um, I think he's he he's done the right thing. You know, I think he's got got it right mostly. Um, I think the one area of the park which everyone's a little bit concerned about is actually the midfield. Um, so we've got a thousand defenders, um, which points <laughs> to the fact that we're probably going to play five at the back. But um, yeah. yeah, a little bit worried about the midfield, and, and you know, obviously, you know, massive concerns over the fitness of, of Anderson going into it. Um, yeah, very surprised. Um, he decided to leave out Ward Prowse. Um, I thought Ward Prowse would have done a nice job for him in the midfield, especially as a as a backup option. Um, but I mean, look, I think, you know, we're at that stage now where, um, you know, what's done is done um, and you've just got to back the manager now going into the uh, going into the games. I think heads were turning at the start when he, he named his initial squad with the four right backs. Like, what was behind that, mate? So I think, understandably, he's looked at it and he said, right, I want to get my best players there. Um, I think it screams the fact we're going to play five at the back, um, if I'm <laughs> honest with you. Um because what he'll probably do is he'll, if we, he'll play Walker as a in uh, right centre half, um, or even Reece James as a right centre half, because Reece James mm-hmm. has shown he can do that for Chelsea. Um, 
And then he was going to probably have, you know, whether it was, uh, yeah, Trent or Trent or Reese or even Trent or Trippier um, right hand side. So I think basically what he saw it was um, he was he had he had uh, four who were going to go into two, so two of them were going to start, which then meant you had uh, you had you had two as the backup options. Um, but what's interesting is now that Trent's out, whether he's still going to go with 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 five at the back or whether that's um, that's been been blown out of the water. Look at the midfield options you have, mate. It doesn't scream something's going to go attacking. Uh, no, I mean the biggest the biggest issue we've got is so you look at the you look at the midfield options and realistically speaking, um, the only way which we could well it's, it's it it looks as if we're planning sitting sitting too. So you've got Bellingham, uh, Jordan Anderson, uh, Phillips, and Rice, who are all very much you know they box to box or defensive midfielders. Um now Mount's the only one now who's who's really going to look to push on in the final third of the park. Um so it would it would indicate that we're going to go with two sitters. Um mm. you know I think uh having Ward Prowse would have been a great option especially with with Alexander Arnold out because that would have you know one less problem for for Southgate because I think he, he knew he had to pick up Alexander Arnold because of his form over the last sort of uh, 24 months or so. Um, you know, I know the last season's not been fantastic, but I mean, before that, he was he was brilliant when he um, the mm. season Liverpool won the league. So I mean, I, I think he knew he had to pick him, um, but I think that with Alexander Arnold, that it would have been a nice nice convenient excuse to to bring in Ward Prowse, and at least Ward Prowse would have given you something different because what you could have done, for example, is you could have gone, um, you know, like a, whether it was De- Declan Rice and Ward Prowse in the, as a as a midfield two, or whether it was Henderson and. And Ward Prowse, and you know Ward Ward Prowse is going to give you a little bit more going forward. Um, he's good on the set set pieces as well. Um, you know he scores scores free kicks. He's he's got a great delivery on them. But you know it, it is what it is. Obviously, um, you know we, we we're going in with a very defensive looking midfield. But then equally, um, maybe England need that to balance out some of the you know firepower we have going up front and in the wide areas. Look at the players that haven't made the squad. Is there a few of them that you think should have made the squad apart from obviously James Ward Prowse? Um, look, if I'm honest with you, I think um, Aaron Wambazaka is dead unlucky. Um, he's, yeah. in my opinion, the best one-on-one fullback at right back uh, England's got. Um, I think he was he was unlucky because uh, you know there's just a lot of quality there, and I think it, it you know a lot of the United fans are upset. Can understand, but precedent's been set previously. I mean, I look at some of the Arsenal boys who never used to make it in there. Whether it was Dixon, Winterburn, brilliant one-on-one defenders, but you know at the time there's probably probably better options going forward. Um, of the ones who've been left out, I think Ward Prowse is unlucky. I think he's definitely got a, a case to claim. I don't think Watkins was ever going to make it, if I'm honest with you. And the reason for that is because he's gone with, um, he's gone with uh, DCL, Dominic Calvert-Lewin as his, as his backup option. Um, you know, the big man. And then the problem is Rashford can also play that role, sort of, uh, you know, trying to get in behind as well. So I, I can't really see where there would have been space for for Watkins. Um, and then, you know, Lingard was never in the races, in my opinion. Um, the reason for that is that he was only ever going to play Lingard as an attacking midfielder. And obviously, when you look at who England's got in, in those positions, he's well behind the likes of, um, you know, Foden, um, Mounts, um, Grealish. So, you know, there's just no room for him on the plane. Um, I think... Greenwood is uh, potentially an interesting one um, in the sense that I think he could have gone with Greenwoods, um, but I think he's chosen for a little bit more balance across his across his forward line. So, so what he's gone for is he's gone for um, Calvert-Lewin and Kane as his out-and-out um, number nines. You've got 
Rashford, who is effectively your, um, you know, your utility in the sense that he can play wide. Um, he can also play through the middle. Um, you've then got Sancho and Sterling as your two genuine winger options. Um, and then you've got Saka, who can play um, either on the left-hand side, right-hand side, or he can fill in defensively. So, I mean, yeah, maybe you could say if you're a United fan, Greenwood should have gone. But I, I, I think, you know, they've, they've chosen Sancho over, over Greenwood and, and maybe rightly so, um, mm. given Sancho's season. But um, I think Greenwood's still young. He'll definitely feature for England in another tournament. There's any players that shouldn't have made the squad? Um, I, it's, it's just controversial, but I, I, I'm, I'm actually surprised he's chosen to, well, I'm surprised he's chosen to take Maguire because he looks like he's totally unfit. And um, I, I'm I'm surprised there because you would have thought they would have made a call that if he's not if he's not training and he's not up and running now, um, you know there's a risk you don't get through the through the group game and I don't think you can afford to, to carry anyone. So um, yeah, I'm I'm part if he's if he's not fit, I'm surprised that they've they've selected him. Uh, apart from that, I think you know obviously I think when you look at the defensive positions, I think, you know, some of the people who've got there, it's almost like, uh, you know, they've got there by default, really. I mean, you know, Cody is not the best centre-half in the world, in in, in my opinion. Um, I think Trippier is very lucky to make the squad, truth be told, mate. I think he's very, like, very lucky boy to be in now, um, given that you've got, um, you know, Walker, who's got the experience. You've got, um, you know, you've got, uh, you know, young, young, young Reese James is on the up-and-comer. Um, and then you would have had uh, Alexander Arnold as sort of in the in the middle there. So I think I think Trippy is very lucky to to make it in the squad. But um, yeah, apart from that, I don't think massive surprises. I think Bellingham was again one. I would be a bit gutted if I was Ward Prowse, where you've you picked this young lad over over me. And I think the risk is he could do a Theo Walcott, which is you know he's a total unknown quantity this Bellingham. Um, <laughs> but everyone seems to be bigging him up. So um, you know let's let's wait and see. So I think look over Wednesday, there's no massive surprises there. But I think Southgate really is giving youth a chance, which could could backfire. It could backfire on him without having some of the more experienced heads in there. And he's got a couple of couple of crocked players who um, he looks like he's putting the faith in. Goalkeepers. Are you happy Jeez. with all three of them? Um, yes and no. Um, I'm not happy. I'm not happy that he's wanting to play Pickford as his number one. I think Pickford's not not the not not a world class keeper. Um, I think he's a good shot stopper, but I've said it many a time. He's he's mistake prone, um, and he's 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 not good. In, he's not commanding. Um, so I, I wouldn't have put Pickford as number one. The problem is you have got two young boys, then, don't you? You got Henderson and and Johnston. Um, I mean, it would have been a big call to have Johnston as your number one, given the season West Brom's had, which really, <laughs> it gives you... I mean, he's well, he'll definitely be... You know, he looks like a, a solid keeper. So um, it means you would have then had to give it to Henderson. So I think Pickford's got the nod on experience, but if it was me, I'd be playing Henderson. Um, that's that's my, my my opinion. I just don't... I don't trust Pickford. Yeah, yeah. wouldn't 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 trust a bloke to run a bar for me, honestly. He's, uh, <laughs> I've seen him so many times for, uh, for, for Everton, uh, where he's just clangers um, and even for England as well so um, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm a bit concerned about that What was your thoughts on uh, you know the players that didn't get selected for the squad but featuring not even starting in the friendly warm-up games I mean it was really odd I mean it's I mean first and foremost Eddie, I think we've, we've really got to give credit to, to all of those players I mean they've been absolutely professional about it um, you know the likes of uh, Lingard, um, I think Watson's played, uh, Ward Prowse has played, um, I think Godfrey might have got some minutes as well. Um, you know, they've all been 
really professional and I think fair play to them because at mm. the moment each one of them would be absolutely hurting um, you know they would be you know gutted that they're not going to the Euros um, so I think we, we've got to give 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 credit to them it's strange though the thing which I'm really worried about is he's not really at the opportunity and the chance to A test out his best 11 but also B you know really really put the, the squad through its paces in terms of giving some of the boys a run um, mm. so as you may have noticed, Declan Rice didn't really feature in um, in, in in those friendly games, um, which is which is a massive worry. Um, you know, you look at players who are resting supposedly, but how can you rest these players when you need them to play because you've got a massive game um, uh, which is coming up on on, on Sunday? Um, so, I mean, the, the biggest risk for us is that um, he tries to throw the team out. They haven't really gelled together, and it just doesn't doesn't come off for us. So. Um, these friendlies would have been a perfect one to, to do the walk. To, 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 but equally, you look at the fact that Alexander Arnold he come down injured, didn't it? Um, you know, uh, on the game on uh, on on last last Sunday, I think it was. And so maybe he's played it right in terms of not giving these guys a run out because you look at Alexander Arnold is so innocuous. So I mean, who knows? Who knows? But if it was me and if I was the manager, I would have at least wanted some of those boys um, to have gotten at least a good sort of 45, 60 minutes in, in at least the, the the game which we played um, the other night. Like going back to picking non-squad players in the friendly, I, honestly, mate, it was bizarre. I've never seen that before. You know, it's like um, it's like going on the stag do but missing the wedding. <laughs> I mean, Indeed. I think some people probably like that, but it's like, I don't know how people, even like Lingard, I, I didn't think he'd be that professional. I thought he was sulked and, you know, got on holidays early. Yeah, I mean, you summed it up perfectly there, Eddie. I think it's, it's, it's really, it's a weird one. Um, you know, I think you even even if you just, you know, you've got a 26-man squad. I mean, you know, if those, if those, but then this is the problem though, you look at where his 26-man squad is and a, he's got a lot of defenders, isn't he? Mm. So, um, you know, uh, the fact that, he actually didn't have much to choose from because when you look at the forwards, so you had Sterling, Rashford, um, Foden, so that's three who were out of action. Um, so, you know, that's automatically he's, he's down three. Um, in the midfield, massive question mark over the fitness of, of some of them players. Um, you know, in particular, Henderson, um, Phillips, well, Rice, I don't know what's happened with Rice. I'm not sure what's going on now. Um, Mount obviously rested. So he didn't really have a lot to choose from. So I can understand why he's had to draft in those boys. But um, yeah, it's, it's odd, odd circumstances. <laughs> All right, before we look into the tournament and particularly this weekend for you, let's look back in, in time. So like for you growing up, what's your earliest memories of the Euros? Earliest memories of the Euros is probably the back end of the botched campaign in, in Euro 2000. Um, so I think I would have been like five years old. I've got I've got the kit as well from Euro 2000, actually, um, at my parents' place. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we obviously did have a shocker in Euro, Euro 2000. But, um, um, yeah, from a tournament perspective, it's, you know, really Euro 2004, um, which was a, was a great tournament for us. Another tournament which... You know, we we probably underachieved on um, you know looking looking back. Two thousand is probably my first one too. Um, so I was I would have been around about six or seven, and uh, I just remember I was Portugal, wasn't it? You lost to Portugal. Yeah, it was, it was hosted in Portugal. Yeah. yeah. Oh no 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 two thousand the the one in Belgium Holland. Oh yeah yeah so two thousand yeah, yeah two thousand I think was yeah I think that's why. Yeah, because didn't you get knocked down the group stage? We did. We went out in the group yeah. stage. Yeah. Yeah, I disaster, remember that disaster of a campaign. All I remember from that game was the the Portuguese like uh, the shirts was just like the dark, very dark 
uh, maroon. I think they brought it back again in the World Cup in 2006. That shade of yeah. Um, maroon, but yeah. And then 2004, yeah, that's the one that I remember the most as well. Yeah, I mean, 2004, again, it's almost like you look at it and you think to yourself, like, I'm not going to say a lost opportunity, but we were on the right side of the draw in the sense that if we'd beat beat Portugal, um, in, if we'd beat beat Portugal in, in that game, um, we then would have gone on and we would have played um, the Netherlands um, and then we would have played, if we beat the Netherlands, it would have been Greece in the final. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that's that's history, isn't it? I mean, we were, you know, it was, it was unlucky. But us, again, I felt that at the time, um, classic example, we just didn't have the balance right in the squads. Um, unfortunately, uh, you know, we had, I'm not going to mention his name, um, a certain Swedes who, you know, managed to single-handedly um, not win anything with probably the most gifted lot of players England have, have arguably ever produced. And not even, you know, we didn't even make a semi-final that lot. I mean, that's that's just how embarrassing it is. Pretty lucky, though, his penalties. He lost twice on pens against the Portuguese. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, but it was just, yeah. Yeah, we should have done better. I mean, you look at who we had at the time. Um, I mean, you look at the fact that those games in particular, um, yeah, it's just, just crazy. Just crazy. You look at the squads we had, you look at the players we had, Mm. And I mean, if geez, I mean, you look serious talent, mate, from from back to front. I mean, okay, arguably, you'd say the goalkeeper um, position wasn't that strong um, during the golden generation. With obviously like um, Robinson and David James. Yeah, well, uh, yes, but, I mean, two thousand four, two thousand six, exactly Robinson and James. But yeah. you look at the quality which we had across the back. You look at the quality in the midfield and the quality up front. And um, yeah, I mean, I've never seen that many world class players um, since for England. I mean, you know, you look at you know left left back, you had Ashley Cole. Um, in the centre half positions, you're blessed between you know three world class centre halves in um, Rio Ferdinand, Sol Campbell, um, John Terry. Mm. Um, right back, you're Gary Neville. He's a solid trooper, solid trooper. Then you know blessed embarrassment for Richards in the midfield. You got you know Skulls, you got uh, Lampard, you got Gerrard, you got Hargreaves, um, you got Joe Cole. Um, it's unbelievable. You know, Nicky Butt at the time, um, who was obviously you know who's still doing all right at United, um, and then. Yeah, I mean, obviously going forward as well. Uh, Beckham as well, another one. Yeah, Beckham too. Um, and then you look up top, you know, obviously, you know, the you had, yeah, Rooney Owen, you, you're not going to get much better than that. Okay, if you were to compare the two squads now, so Euro 2004 and then these Euros, who's got the better squad? Oh, the 2004 squad is miles better. I think... Uh, I don't think there's much in the... I don't think there's much in the uh, attacking positions, though. If you look at it, I think... Uh, you know, arguably, Kane would give Rooney and Owen a run for their money. Um, and I think, you know, players like Sterling um, off the left-hand side certainly would have, you know, you'd probably put, put him there over <laughs> Scalzi, poor fella. <laughs> um, you know, so I think in the attacking positions, there's not much in it. Um, I think where you can see there's a golf and class, certainly, in my opinion, is the defence. I mean, the defence from that era would have just been, you know, they were all probably all, most of the centre-half positions. I mean, you know, Sol Campbell and John Terry, um, they would have walked straight into the squads. Um, yeah. I don't know if Nev would have got over um, at those boys at right-back because they're probably, you know, next-gen. Um, and then certainly Ashley Cole at left-back, hands mm-hmm. down. Um, so it's interesting. So it's almost like if you were to ask me, what would be my combined 11? So the combined 11 would probably be Dean Henderson and goal. Left back, I'd have Ashley Cole. Um, I'd have Campbell and Terry in the middle. I'd have, if I'm going to back four, I'd probably go 
Reese James at right back. I'd then have what would I play? What would I play? What would I play? I'd go four two three one. I would go um I'd go Skulls and Gerard sitting. I'd have Rooney just in front of them. I'd have Sterling off the left hand side, Beckham off the right, and then I'd have I'd have Kane up top. That's a serious team. Jeez, that is a serious team. Yeah, that's a serious team. But you're stuck with Mings and Cody, so I know, yeah, yeah. We got we got we got we got, we got Mings Mings and Ting. <laughs> how on earth Mings and is, Tings. How on earth is he a professional footballer, yet alone playing for England? Oh uh, I know he's a he's a funny character, really. He's a bit, oh. of, a bit eccentric, bit eccentric. Hey, mate, I've never seen so many Birmingham-based players in the squad before. I know it's unbelievable, isn't it? Um, you've got, you've got, well, Greel- Well, the funny thing is, so let, let's wind back. Okay. There's actually, I, I, I'm struggling to think of many Brummies who've actually played, been, be, be, been at the top level uh, in the sense that, like, they've been selected for England. Um, so I mean, that's that. Let's, but that's park park that. Um, because I'm not from Birmingham, so I don't know the, the history. I think, but I mean, yeah. it, it, it's, but it's difficult. There isn't many. Bra- no. uh, uh, Heskey's Brummy, isn't he? Leicester, East Leicester. Mids. Ah, oh, my bad. Sorry, East, East Mids. Um, <laughs> so yeah, sorry, I mean, the, 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 Yeah, the Midlands is actually historic. Usually, the bulk of the players come from the northwest, get a bit of the, from the northeast, and then obviously the the south. Um, mm. And obviously, you get the odd odd player or two from 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 like whether it's Yorkshire, um, but. Yeah, it's, it is an interesting one, isn't it? Um, but yeah, if you look at it is interesting because you look at you look at the squads um, and it's actually very, very balanced. So you've got um, Man United, you've got West Brom, you've got Everton, you've got Liverpool, uh, you've got Wolves, um, you've got Chelsea, Aston Villa, um, City, Atletico Madrid, um, Borussia Dortmund, you've got Leeds, West Ham, Arsenal, how's you counting? That's 13. That's 13. You've got, so you've got 13 clubs represented. The one which is interesting, um, you know, f- funny enough, is uh, there's no Leicester. Um, and Leicester have got, you know, no, no, none of the Leicester players made it, which True. is an interesting one considering they they finished fifth um, and they do have some some really good good players in there. But, um, yeah, it, it is interesting. So, yeah, 13, you've got 11, 11 English clubs represented there, which is yeah, well, that's that's a good spread. It's as good a spread as you're going to get. Mm. Surprise with Brighton is on the list as well with Ben White. Actually, that's 14. Then I miss <laughs> I miss Brighton. So of course, sorry, yeah, because he's come in. Um, yeah, 14. You know Ben White. A few seasons ago, he was on loan at Newport County in League Two. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's, but I mean, do you know what? The one thing like, you can't knock Southgate for is he's given the youngsters a chance, whether it pays off or not. I mean, we don't know, but I mean, he's he's given he's given the young boys a chance, isn't he? Which you mean, know, I, I think you've got to like that in a manager because you know he's 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 planning for the future, um, and I think the youngsters have got immense talent, um, you know. But it's one thing to have the talent; it's another thing to be able to do it. Yeah, I think the one thing that I think everyone's knocking Southgate's for is because it's over the predictability of what team he's going to play as in terms of formations. Like everyone knows what he's going to play. So I think that's what's knocking him right now. Well, I mean, it's difficult because I think there's two schools of thoughts, right? So school of thought one, tournament football. Um, as long as you can keep clean sheets, that will get you through. And if you can clean sheets and you can nick a goal in extra time or, you know, penalties, uh, you'll get through the group. The other school of thought is that 
if you want to win a tournament, you've just got to be the best team. You've got to dominate, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, I mean, there's no right or wrong because as long as your name gets engraved on the cup, that's all that matters. I mean, you look at what Portugal done last uh, last Euros. That was a robbery. Yeah, That was an absolute robbery. I mean, how they managed <laughs> to beat France in that final. I mean, that was just unbelievable. France had so many chance, chance after chance of chance could put away. So, I mean... Yeah, Portugal done a robbery now. Um, not just but... that, mate. Not just that. Like, Portugal didn't win a single game in the group stage. They only qualified because that third place. I know. Three I know, draws. I know. And then the only the only win they had in actual 90 minutes of football was against us in the semi-final. Yeah, and they played well in that game, to be honest yeah, with you. They did. They did. They, did, they, did. Uh, they, they were good. They were good. I mean, you've it's, got to give it, them credit. Yeah. They... It's, not, it's not hard when you... When you're down with Rambo and, and Ben Davis, and then we've got replacing Hello, them, Rambo, got Ben Davis, and the boys. David Edwards and buddy James Collins. It's not hard. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy Collins. What, what a unit. Big unit, okay. isn't he? Before we look into the Euros, um, I know these are like World Cup songs, but what's your favourite like England football song? I oh, mean, it's I, I was getting stick from the housemate the other night, but I just so like if it's a song, not like chant. I love World Emotion, man. World, you can't beat World Emotion. It's just cool. Um, like, I love it. Like, it's just, uh, yeah, we're playing for England, England, we're playing the song, we're singing for England, England, obviously, yeah. i got a surprise for you, so if you behave yourself, I might play it at the end of the, oh, brilliant. End of the pod. Brilliant. I'm going to get done um, for copyright, but I mean, I might, I might play it for you. We'll see um, how we go. Obviously, you've got like, uh, yeah, I mean, Three Lions is iconic. I mean, there's, there's yeah. no doubt about that. Um, but I just, it gets a bit overplayed in my opinion. Um, do you know another good one? Underrated is Vindaloo. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, Brilliant. And we all like Vindaloo. The video for that is brilliant, though, isn't it? It's such a huge mistake. One more than you. England. There's a good, it's funny. That's a funny song. That was made by Fat Les, wasn't it? Yeah, big Fat Les. Yeah, yeah. So lead up to um, the '98 World Cup. This is like the peak era, I reckon, for like songs for tournaments. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's not as big of a fit. I mean, there's, there hasn't really been any recently. Um, no. So, yeah, you can't you can't beat mate. Vin 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 uh, a good one. That, it's underrated. Goes off. Um, so yeah, you can't. Yeah, it's, yeah. I think yeah. Obviously, but for me, yeah, love world emo uh, world emotions. Yeah. My that's my song. That's my song. Man, like like that. But obviously, yeah, like obviously if we're in the. Yeah, when you're on the sort of in the pub or whatever in the ground, like obviously, yeah, Free Lions is, is iconic. Um, Vindaloo is 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 an, is an absolute laugh. And then, um, yeah, you've always got um, the England supporters band playing the Great Escape as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are they? Oh wait, I was going to ask you about if they're traveling. Of course they're traveling because all all the games are in England, aren't they? Yeah, all the games are in England, isn't it? So um, I'm sure the band will be there. The controversial band people yeah. you either love them. Some people love them. Some people hate them. But a lot, a lot of people geez, hate them. <laughs> they've been, a, they've been, a, they've been a fixture of England for like what? As long as I've been watching them, at least twenty years now. Yeah. So, yeah, the band is well. The band's not going anywhere, is it? Do you remember um, Anton Deck's uh, entry? It was uh, we're on the ball. Yeah, yeah, that that was awful, awful. Don't awful. like that one. No. Do you know who else tried to do one? I'm pretty sure with Robbie Williams. Uh, I think he tried doing a number, an England number, but it just didn't take off. There's some bad ones. Uh, the worst ones I can remember. Uh, gosh. Remember the one for, what World Cup was it? But 
It was recent World Cup, actually. It was James Corden and Dizzy Rascal. Yeah, that just didn't, didn't they did pop, a, did it? a remix of Shout by Tears for Fears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. Remember um, Tony Christie? Is yeah, this the way yeah, to the World yeah. Cup? Tony uh, Christie, come on, man. I'm just... Uh, do you know what? There's... Oh, some of them are so cringeworthy. I've had to try and like forget about them, but... Nah, the, the, worst, just... the, the ultimate one, right? Look this up, guys. So it's actually on YouTube. I'm not sure if anyone bought it or watched the video, but it's there. It's Neil and Christine Hamilton's song. Uh, what was it called? England, the Jolly D. Look that one up. Yeah, it's yeah. the worst football song, if not song of all time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, Shout for England was, was pretty bad. And... Um... But then what was bad was then they tried to remake Three Lions as well for the 2010 World Cup. That was just horrendous. Was oh, just really? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They did a what, little remake. Scenes, or? Yeah, yeah, they did a little remake. And it just really? Didn't, didn't, yeah. I reckon if New Order and John Barnes collaborate once more, I reckon that'll get number one. Oh, again. mate. Yeah, it can't, can't be that, mate. For, as, from a, from a, as a on the radio, quality, yeah, yeah, it can't be that, mate. Can't beat that. That's just different, <laughs> gra- different gravy, mate. Different gravy. All right, we talked about England's, um, you know, playing every game at home. Let's look at the Wembley advantage now. So your fixtures in the tournament, uh, in the group stage, anyway. So you start off with Croatia at home. The second game, you've got the old enemy, the old England enemy versus Scotland. Carnage. That's going to be carnage, mate. Eight o'clock on a Friday. Jesus, I don't know who managed to, who authorized that, but that is going to be. <laughs> That is going to be the game which stops the nation. That's for sure. I mean, that is just going to be carnage. Limbs everywhere. I mean, the only lucky thing is that it's, it's still uh, rule of six. So you can't have standing in the pub or anything like that. Otherwise, that just would have been just bedlam, mate. That's always a big game anyway. But because of a tournament at Wembley, <laughs> but, but particularly if Scotland got something to play for, because they've never, like, I'm sure you know this, but Scotland have never progress from any group stage in any tournament before so well because they're lucky just to get there in the first place mate, <laughs> let alone trying to get out of the group stage i mean let's not take liberties here bro <laughs> <laughs> but particularly if they get a good start against uh the czechs you know they might have something to play for in that second game but i mean you should batter them shouldn't you yeah scotland gets battered everywhere <laughs> go Scotland gets battered everywhere I go. <laughs> I mean, I, I, if, if I'm honest with you, I think that's a hit. That's that's that second game's a free hit for Scotland. I really is. Um, so I'm I'm not I'm not sold. England's going to win that one. I think really? that could. I, I, yeah, I, I think that could be a scrappy. It's really scrappy affair. Um, I, I think. Yeah, you watch and wait. I think if England win that one, they could scrape through. Um, I don't think it's going. I think that's going to be a really tough game. No, I reckon your banana skin game is the last game against the Czechs. No, so I think our toughest game is going to be the first one against really? Croatia. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. What, why do you think? I that? think uh, psychological. So I think England's going to have to put it to bed the, the last World Cup. So mm-hmm. I guess we beat them in the Nations League, but last time we played them in the tournament didn't end well. So I think we've got to put that one to bed. Um, I think we're going to beat Croatia. I'm confident we're going to beat Croatia, but I think it's going to be a tough one. I think the Scotland game is a difficult one because those Scot- honestly, those Scotland boys are going to give it the game of their life. I swear down, swear down, bruv. Mm. Honestly, you heard it here first. Um, not really. Uh, no, those <laughs> I reckon them Scotland boys will go out there for ninety minutes and just run their socks off, mate. They will, you know, because that is especially. You got to remember, if they lose the first game, that's that's it all to play for, man. For them, they mm. they're going. They're, 
I think the Scotland boys are just going to give it everything in that game. So I think the Scotland game is going to be the most difficult. Well, you hope so, mate, because like if Scotland's it is the cup final, and also if yeah, you can't, if you can't get up for England at Wembley, then you're not going to get up at all, are you? So I think the Scotland game will be the most difficult. I think the Czech Republic game, um, I wouldn't be as worried about. I think that you've got to win the first game. So you've got to win England, Croatia, and then Scotland's the banana peel because there's the risk that you um, you either drop points or lose the game. Just imagine if we went behind, if we went one nil down. Um, against Scotland, I think that's when you'd have to see how much, how composed the boys are, which is why I think Southgate's going to try and be very conservative, you know, make sure that we don't do any silly, anything silly like that. Should we get into your predictions then? Yeah. All right, yeah. Okay, so um, let's focus on the England perspective for now, and then we'll look at the, the, the whole tournament. So you've got England finishing top of the group? Yep. And then in the round of 16, so on the last pod, I apologise, guys, I thought the Wembley game would be played in the quarterfinals was actually in the round of 16. So if England get through and if they win the group, they'll be playing at Wembley still. And mm. you've got England playing Portugal. Yes. So Portugal yeah. third then in the group of death. I think so. So I think, I think Germany will come seconds. Um, I think they're still not there yet, but they've got some good young kids coming through. Um, and then I think Portugal will get enough points um, or that they'll get through. Just, just um, a win against Hungary. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, I think we're going to end up playing Portugal. Um, that's my gut feel. Let's just say Germany have a stinker and you end up playing them in the round 16. Do you feel confident enough that you could beat them at Wembley in the round 16? Yeah, if, 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 if there's any time we're going to beat the Germans, it's going to be this tournament, 100%. 100% Maggi. Seriously. Swear down. Um, so if you think about it, man, like, the Germans historically have had stacked squads. This time around, they got the Ute man. <laughs> the Ute man, them. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I, I think, to be honest with you, if we're going to do the Germans, it's, it'll be this tournament, 100%. I, I reckon this will be a tournament where England writes all the wrongs of the past. That's my gut feel, but I don't think we're going to go all the way. Really? Yeah. Come on, mate. I want to hear, I want to hear some optimism here. Yeah, yeah. So, so my gut feel is we can wait the final. So I think we can make the final. The biggest problem is I can't see us getting past the French. Okay, okay look at this, right? So you've got England playing Portugal. England beat them, right? In the, in the yeah. round six. Yeah, 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 now, yeah. the quarterfinal, that's the only game that England could potentially play away from home. So that would be played um, in Rome. Yeah. So it'd be a Spain-England uh, quarterfinal in Rome. If you get past them, um, according to your prediction, you've got you got playing the the Dutch, I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, the Dutch. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be the dark horses tournament. I, I think, think no so. one. You don't think so? no? So, nah, I I think Italy are the dark horses. Okay, on that side of the draw, yeah. Trust me, trust me, Italy are the ones. I've uh, I've got a an episode coming up with an Italian. Oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. Up, I'm all right. I'm all right. Keep up the date. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think the Dutch will go far at all, mate. I really don't. Fair enough. Fair enough. I know they've had some bad injuries as well. But I looked at that. They've got an easy group, though. If you look at their group, that's an easy, easy group. Mm. Um, but you're right. The only problem with, which the Dutch have is that they are going to come up against. Um, they are going to come up against whoever's going through um, the loser of Group F. I think. So sorry, whoever comes third place in Group F, the Dutch are going to come up against, which is going to be a tough game. So you, you're looking at either Germany, Portugal. Um, I'm not going to say France because France will walk the group. You know, the different class. Um, but yeah, 
it's, it's interesting. It's really interesting because there are certain groups which actually are not bad and then there are other groups which are absolutely stacked. Well, I think the Dutch and yourself have got the easiest groups in the whole tournament. Drecken. Well, I think, Italy, I think Italy's got, I think Italy's group's not that difficult with Turkey, Switzerland and Wales. It's a tough group for us, but easy group for them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think, Belgium's an interesting group as well. Denmark, Russia, and Finland because there's yeah, some tough, toughies in there. But there's some toughies in there. All there's over some the show. in there right now. But yeah. no, I mean no. The Netherlands have got the easiest group by a country mile. They've got Austria, Ukraine, North Macedonia. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. They, I'm saying they'll qualify. Yeah. They should win the. Yeah. They should so win the, the group. But I don't think they'll go any further. Easiest group, I'd go Group C, which is Netherlands, Austria, Ukraine, North Macedonia. I would then say it's probably the Group A, which is Italy, Wales, Switzerland, Turkey followed by probably, and this is just on form, you'd have to go Group D, which is England, Croatia, Scotland, Czech Republic. Mm. And then after that, you've got Spain, Poland, Sweden, Slovakia. Now, part of me looked at that Spain, Poland, Sweden, Slovakia group, and I was like, is it as difficult as, it's, as it seems? But Poland have, have been all right in the last sort of, you know, Euros, and they've got Lewandowski up front, who's dangerous. The Swedes, the Swedes, you know, they always seem to, you know, they can get out of a group, but they'll give you a game, but I'm not that bothered. So I think D and E are fairly similar, <laughs> but I think I think that certainly the tough groups are going to be, well, the toughest is that group F, that group of death, but that, that group B, I reckon that's going to be a toughie as well, where you've got yeah. Belgium, Denmark, Russia and Finland. That's just like, that's like a Royal Rumble, bro. I, 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 <laughs> that's yeah. like a Royal Rumble. They're I, all going to be clobbering each other. I honestly think, right, if for England to, to go far... They have to look at that round of sixteen game. That is the, that's the deciding game, I think, because you, you're going to face either Germany, France, or Portugal, right? You get past yeah. them, you've taken out a big hitter. I and think it'll be qualifying uh, yeah, Be honest with you, yeah, it's got. It'll be look at. I mean, France. I mean, France are due a flop. Let's be honest with you. You look at the last two tournaments. They've they've reached the Euro final and they've reached the World Cup. So you'd say, are they due a flop? But mm. I look at what they've got and I'm, you know, as long as they play 50, 60% of their potential, they should be reaching the quarters semis with the, with the team they got there. They'd have to have an absolute mayor. They'd have to have a mayor, Eddie. Could you imagine that if they were to go out in the group stages, that would just be diabolical. <laughs> um, you know, they'd have to have a mayor. So I, I think, and this whole third place malarkey, I mean, what the hell's going on here? UEFA's gone woke, innit? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, oh yeah, don't worry, you didn't finish in the top two, but yeah, we'll give you another chance. Bollocks. Absolute yeah. bollocks. You know what? Even with that chance, Scotland will still not qualify. <laughs> Look, Scotland have done well. They've ticked the box, they've made it there. Well done. Have a great summer, Scots. Boom, out of the group. Done. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Monopoly, pick up 200 pounds, you go around the board, you don't buy any property, and then boom, you're out of the game. <laughs> bye bye end up in jail like Ryan Giggs so. <laughs> jeez yeah I mean well where do we start I mean that's probably a whole other pod talking about yeah, Wales but, um, you've, you've already you've already done it with your brethren in it so um, yeah <laughs> yeah um, okay one thing you touched on there was like the side of the draw so for what I'm hearing from you it's pretty much the same as what Davos said so on one side of the draw um, you've got France and Italy Belgium right yeah, England, England get through. They play Spain in the quarterfinal, most likely, and then you've got the easier side, I'd say, on that other side to 100%, get to a final. Hundred percent, bro. So, I mean, that semi-final is going to be some hell of a game. So, I've I've tipped it. I think it'll be a France-Belgium semi. Um, I think I think Belgium. So, I've got Belgium to play Italy in the quarters. Yeah. Um, 
I've got Italy to play Austria in the round of 16 and Belgium to play Sweden in the round of 16. But I, f- I think Belgium have just got enough to get through Italy, even though I know Italy's playing well. But um, mm. I think Belgium, I think Belgium, but that semi-final is going to be some hell of a game. The France-Belgium, I can already see it now, Brad. I can see it. I'm sitting there about four or five beers deep, man. And these guys are just going to be going at it, mate. It'll be absolute hammer and tongs, um, that game. Um but, but yeah, I mean, that side of the draw is difficult because you've got some big hitters. You've got Belgium, you've got Italy, you've got France. Those mm. are three teams I wouldn't want to come up against uh, in a dark alley. Uh, you know I mean? <laughs> I've gone for an Italy-France semi. Fair enough. It could go yeah. up. That Belgium game, I mean, problem with Belgium is they're mm. so unpredictable at tournaments. You can't really put any kind of money on them because they that sometimes they turn up, sometimes they don't. I honestly feel that Belgium had the opportunity. Like, their golden generation, I think it's gone now. Like, yeah, you they, they've, got right. a good, they've got a good team. Don't get me wrong; they've still got a good team, but um, particularly when De Bruyne is out, you know, it's a huge loss for yeah. them. Um, it could be right. Yeah, I just feel that they they had the opportunity five years ago when we dicked them yeah. out in the out in France, and then um, obviously the World Cup has just been. You know, they finished third. That was a great finish for them. They could never have beaten France, I think, in the World Cup. No, so, no chance, no chance. So you know, that was a a good performance for them, but I don't think. Particularly with Martinez in charge, I don't think they've they've got much hope to honestly, mate. And as you say cool. before, like that group against Denmark, Finland, Russia, it's a tough group to get out of that one because they're all pretty much very similar. difficult. Yeah, very difficult, man. Very difficult. I wouldn't write Finland off. I wouldn't write them off. No, no, I'm I'm not writing the Finns off at all. I think they've they've they'll, mm. they'll be you know again a team you wouldn't want to come up against. Uh, you know, in, in in a back alley, um, but I think they've got they've got a, you know back alley of Helsinki. But I think they've got a, I think they've got I think they've got enough enough firepower to do some damage with obviously big Pookie, big man. boy up there. Yeah, 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 big boy up there, Pookie power. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the overall winner, oh France. Man. I think you, France I think is you've it. Got, yeah, you got to have France as your overall winner, mate. There's no doesn't matter if you put put your head on. You think that they. If, if they, they this is like their Spain generation, do you know what I mean? Remember when Spain done Euro, World Cup, Euro, thank you, good night. Do you know what I mean? Left, right, boom, bash, bang, done. This is their this is their Spain generation, man. Um, so I, I think I think it's got to be the French. You got to put. I'll be happy to hear otherwise, but they've got to be favourites, isn't they? Going into this, you're not going to go with your heart. No, I mean again, like I said, I, mate, come on, man. It's like. <laughs> When you've been dumped this many times, you, you sort of got you, your expectations are, uh, are are legitimate. Do you know what I mean? It's like you know you can't keep going back for that girl who's moved on from you, bro. Do you know what I mean? You've got to, you know, you got like there's other things in life. You know what I mean? You just uh, you got to move on. So I think if we can if we could make the finals, that would be a crack, cracking tournament. I think all I'm asking for is the boys to give 100 percent, and that's it. Um, because you look at the France team and you look at the firepower they've got. And that's going to be tough to go up against. But for what I can hear, mate, I thought football's coming home. Never said that. Never is said it, that. No, is it coming home though? I don't think. I I don't think so, mate. I think we'll come close. But see, my, what's getting me pessimistic is the style of football. Yeah. So I'm I'm just a bit concerned that we are going to be a bit conservative. Um, I think the conservatism will hold us in good stead. But remember, the, so I, all I can see in my head is this Croatia 2018 <laughs> World Cup semi-final, right? It keeps replaying back. And I don't know if we would, if, if Southgate would turn it on in a big game. So I don't know if he's going to unleash the hounds, if that makes sense. Because <laughs> if it, 
I think if you're going to go in against some of these big hitters and you're just going to try and hold back and hit them on the counter, it's a dangerous game. It's a dangerous game because teams like France will pick you apart, mate. You've got to play a bit of football. You've got to move the ball about. And I think you've got to have a bit more for you than just a counter-attack. So, um, yeah, I can already see. Uh, but then there's part of me which says we do have the minerals and we've got the players where we can match them playing that possession-based football. But it would be a massive risk to go out and try and go fire for fire. So I think we're going to go a bit more conservative. But I could be wrong. Who knows? Go back to the whole, it's coming home thing. So like over the years, that whole saying has sort of reflected England's like arrogance coming into a tournament. And then in the last few years, it's sort of this ironic thing, right? It's just a piss take. But now this time, it generally could happen. And I think you've got genuine like reason to believe that England could win a tournament. I think the only way we're going to win a tournament is if we start playing some football, mate. We're going to have to start. I think, yes, being tactical to get through the group and in certain games, but I think at some stage we're going to have to open up. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit like a, you know, a long distance or middle distance race, you know, uh, at the Olympics, you've got the 1500 metres or 5,000 metres, whatever it is. Yes, you can stay with a pack, but then when you want to sprint, you're going to have to sprint. I can't, I can't see us beating a team like France in the final grafting it. You're going to have to go out and try and, try and beat them playing football. Um, why, it, don't you, it, no, why don't you do it in the group stage? Why don't you play 4-3-3 for the whole group stage and just kill teams? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think that obviously there's the fear factor, isn't it, that it backfires. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Because, um, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think the biggest risk for us is we're just going to try and play like we're having some of these friendlies, which is mm. you just sit back a bit too much and, you know, you miss the opportunity. Um, all the great teams who've, who've done... I mean, apart from... Apart from Greece in 2004, apart from, apart from Italy in the 2006 World Cup, and I'm doing a discredit to them, and then Portugal in, 20, in 20, um, 2016. <laughs> Every other tournament, the best, the team who wins are the ones who, who blow teams away. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, Spain, Euro 2008, 2012, unbelievable. Um, you know, boom, just bossed it. Um, you look at Spain in the World Cup 2010, bossed it. You look at 2014, the Germans were on fire. Um, you know, you look at, you look at, yeah, 2002 World Cup with Brazil, um, 2000 Euros with like France. Um, yeah, 98. Do, do, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, yes, you can play that, cons- it, but it's, it's the low percentage margin. It's the low percentage margin. Mm-hmm. Now, you've probably got a 20% chance of winning a tournament that way. Um, so, and I just don't, mm-hmm. my biggest concern is the, the back. I know he's going to try and load the back, but I don't know if our defenders are that good. I don't know if they're that good to play play that way, mm-hmm. especially in the centre-half positions. I think the full-back areas, we've got quality, but the centre-half positions look weak. How would you define success then in this tournament for England? We have to at least reach the semis. If we haven't reached the semis, it's a disaster. Mm-hmm. Hosting it, we've got to reach the semis. And we've got, it's a bit like a boxer. We've got to open the gloves up. Do you know what I mean? We can't just go 12 rounds. Open the gloves up, look to land blows. We've got weapons, mate. We've got weapons of, we've got weapons of mass destruction. Up front. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You look at who we've got. We can drop bombs, mate. We can drop bombs. You've got Kane, you've got Sterling, Rashford, Grealish, Foden, um, you know, Sterling, um, you know, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, a bruiser coming off the bench. Do you know what I mean? We have to open the gloves open the hands do you know what I mean just drop some bombs on these teams that's that's what we have to do I thought this was three lines not four lines <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly so we've got to drop some bombs ready do you know what I mean we've got to go out there um, and we've just got to kill teams do you know what I mean we've got to, yeah. we know we've got weapons up front we know in the attacking third we can hurt teams um, yeah. so we've got to go out there and we've got to be proper aggressive um, and I think the, you know for us it'd be a disaster if we just try and you know 
win games 1-0. I think, you know, some of these games, you're going to have to put these teams to bed. Um, mm. It's just, uh, yeah, you can't afford that. So I think, yeah, he's got to go out now and, and feed the boys. Do you know what I mean? Feed the boys, feed Kane, feed Rashford, feed these guys. Do you know what I mean? They'll put them away. If England don't achieve that, then should Southgate go? Um, I think the thing with Southgate, right, the best way I'll describe him is he's like a custodian, yeah? Says all the right things, does all the right things. Um, he's your ultimate club man, yeah? So I don't think, I, I personally, unless we go out in the group stage, I can't see Southgate going anywhere, right? The FA will love him. Um, and no disrespect to him, he's probably the sort of manager, you don't have to pay him that much money either. He's not the sort of bloke who's going to be like, if you're not going to pay me, I'm off because... You know, he's not got that kind of club record behind him where, you know, he leaves England and he walks into a top four job. Uh, so I just don't see that. And to be honest with you, and I'm not trying to mug the bloke off, but um, I don't see Southgate get, you know, if I put my head on, I don't see him getting sacked anytime soon. I don't see him getting sacked anytime soon. The biggest risk I think with England is that if Southgate can't... So I think they'll give him at least to the 2022 World Cup, uh, without a doubt. It's something would have to go astronomically wrong for him to get moved on. Um... I think the only question mark with Southgate is can his teams play the style of football needed to win the big games in the big tournaments? And that's he's got that hanging over his head as far as I'm concerned. Because mm. you look at who we played in the last World Cup, come up against, uh, was it Belgium twice and we lost? And we come up against Croatia and we lost. He's got to break the hoodoo. He's got to, he's got to slay some giants. And I don't care what, uh, yes, okay, we, we want a pen shootout, broke the hoodoo, fantastic, fantastic against Colombia. It was brilliant. But again, no disrespect, it was Colombia. Same in the quarterfinal, Sweden. Again, fantastic. Put them to bed was you know brilliant performance. But look at who we played. England are going to need to destroy some giants in this tournament. That's the only way I can see it if we're going to be successful. There's no hiding. There's no ducking. There's no easy routes. You know we need to we need to take some boys out. It starts with Croatia on the weekend. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. It does. <laughs> you need to get the Thomas Shelby rerun, Peaky Blinders version of the 2018 game. <laughs> it's coming home. It's coming home. We're going to do Croatia. Don't, don't worry. Forget Modric. We've got Jordan Henderson. <laughs> oh, that's actually one of the funniest videos from the last World Cup because it's, uh, it's, it's, oh, it's so funny. Absolutely. You know what, mate? Oh, I, I, I generally, like, this is me being a Welshman here, right? As a Welshman, I always want England to lose. But Of course you do. Of course but you do. As your mate, as your mate, I, for, you, for your sake, I hope they have a good tournament and, um, Hopefully, they give you something to dream about and then crush you at the last minute. <laughs> so, so, the thing is this, right? As an England fan, all you can ask is the boys go out and give 100%. And they did that, to be fair. At the 2018 World Cup, we yeah. reached our potential. Like, we didn't have the players which, you know, um, France had. Uh, we didn't have players which a lot of the teams. So, reached the semi finals, unbelievably well done. Um, and the only thing I can ask this World Cup is the boys go out and give it 100%. I'm not expecting any more than that. Um, if they don't give 100%, I'll be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be absolutely pissed. Um, but I mean, look, my days of getting carried away of England, I'm afraid are over. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm pretty level-headed these days. You know what I mean? It's uh, from some of the younger, some of the younger crowd, you know, potentially. But for those of us who saw the golden generation, and you know, mm-hmm. have been through the demise of 2000. I'm not even going to mention Euro 2000. Not even qualifying for Euro 2000. Like we know. Do you know what I mean? You've got to, yeah. you know, when you, yeah, you just you got to play smart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Played a smart game here. Um, I think we definitely got. We definitely can make a semi-final, but he's going to need goals. And I just this is the thing which I can't get my head around the idea of trying to win games one nil. I think yes, it's it's but it's such a dangerous it's such a dangerous way of playing, isn't it? It's a dangerous way of living. I still think, mate. I still think it comes down to that round of sixteen game. That's your if you win that game, 100%. you win that game, you go to 
semi-final at least. Yeah, but if you think about it, the round of 16 game is the confidence game because that's when we're going to have to slay, slay a giant. Yeah. Slay a giant. Overcome we? a hoodoo, right? Because you, you, yeah. you look at it, you go... Germany's the big bogeyman, right? That's the big one. But then you've got <laughs> Portugal, who you've not well, beaten Portugal in a tournament. But ever, I think Portu- right? so, Portugal's just as big as uh, Germany. Exactly. Yeah. And then France are just, well, I, let's just hope you don't play France. But look, I think you've got, you got reason to believe, mate. I reckon you need to back the team and hope they go as far as they can. I am. I am. I am. So I am backing the team. I am backing the team 100%. Back in the team. I'm going to, I'm backing the team and backing the manager. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to give him too much stick. I, I, you know the boys have just got to go out and play they don't need and this is the problem with England they don't need any media pressure they don't need any pressure from the fans just go out there and play um, um, I think I'm getting, I'm getting excited I've been getting really this week you know I'm, I'm starting to get excited about you know the Euros and everything so I have I have been getting really excited uh, you know getting the songs going around the house and everything um, yeah. so yeah yeah I, I am excited I'm just trying to keep it level level you know what I mean if we can do something if that round like you said Get me on after that round of sixteen game, and then we could talk, we could reevaluate things. But I think we've just got to be sensible. Get t- each game is at t- each game at a time. Just because you behaved yourself, mate, and I'm going to do it now. I'm going to I'm going to play it. I'm going to try and play part of the song anyway. Will the motion for you? I'm going to play it for you, and you could sing, mate. I want you to sing over or rap over John Barnes's uh, bars. Oh, all right. Look at this the pressure. Right, can you hear it? Yeah. got to hold and give but do it at the right time you can't be slow or fast but you must get to the line they'll always hit you and hurt you defend and attack there's only one way to beat them get round the back catch me if you can because i'm the england man and what you're looking at is the master plan we ain't a john this ain't a football song three lions on my chest I know we can't go wrong for England. 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 We're getting banned. We're getting banned. Brilliant. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of the Extra Trial Football Podcast, the home all tier of football. And uh, we'll be back soon. Have a good one. Catch you down, though.